Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Stir the Podcast. I'm obviously your host, Ryan Walter, and it has been, well, it's been a while since I, I hopped on the microphone and done some things. Honestly, lost a little bit of steam when I wasn't uh, in the running for the playoffs. I mean, I always knew I'd be there eventually, and here we are, half a game outside of it. But anyways, we'll get to that here in a bit. Chaz wrote a little write-up earlier, which is basically covering everything I'm going to talk about, but let's go ahead and get started here. It has been one hell of a season. We are now in the 21st week of the season, the final week, and we have pretty much the top four locked in. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I mean, they're definitely locked in. And then we got seeds five through eight battling it out, and there's only a six-game six difference from Goddard down to Lincoln. So this is definitely going to get very interesting here, um, especially if we look at it. Three of us, including myself, are playing the bottom three teams, whereas Lincoln's playing uh, Jimmy, there, the number three seed. So that's going to be a tough one for him. But we're, I mean, we're going to see, like Chaz said earlier in the write-up, we're going to see Sunday be very stressful for a lot of people, including myself. I'm going to lose a lot of sleep over this, I'm sure. I mean, Pat's got a sick squad. Psych! So yeah, basically Goddard's all but in. Unless something unforeseeable happens with Jimmy and and Dave's matchup. Um, But like I said, I play Pat. RJ gets Kramer. Goddard gets Jim Kelly. Those are all three easy matchups. One of us is going to be on the outside looking in. Hopefully it's not me. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and and make a, not so much a bold prediction, but it's not going to be me. I'm not going to be on the outside looking in. I'm going to slide in that six seed and then I'm going to win my first matchup. Not sure who it's going to be against. And then I'm going to slide in rather aggressively into Chaz's asshole, get a little bit of redemption. Yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of redemption for that last 12 to one loss I took. But anyways, I mean, the numbers in that matchup, by the way, were closer than it looked, even though he's going to talk cash shit about it. Um, but either way, best of luck to, to Dave Lincoln playing Jimmy. That's a tough draw there. I mean, we're going to get into it here in a bit about trades kind of kind of sold the farm for a shot at the playoffs. So it would be tremendously terrible if you didn't make it so let's see um yeah as far as rj playing kramer hopefully he can reach his innings limit this week i appreciate the help last week i really appreciate you just tossing me seven categories out of nowhere um because uh, let's be serious my pitching was kind of struggling last week but anyways the the thing that we need to really recognize here is is I hate to, I hate saying it. I always say I hate to give him credit, but you got to do it. We got to build up his fucking little bald ass head. But uh, Chaz battling Matt in this final week for the number one spot. He's probably going to get it unless it's like a shutout. <sighs> is that I mean, is 11 games back too much for you, Mr. Silver? Huh, Matt? Is it too far? I don't know if uh, maybe Russ or Jimmy can take the two seed here. I guess we're going to find out like this Sunday is going to. It's going to shape the league a bit. I mean, what's not shaping the league is the bottom three teams. I mean, from the start of the season, Pat said he was going to tank. He did. He's done a really good job. He obviously acquired good talent, good picks. He gave some people away cheaper than I normally would have, uh, but he's done a good job. He'll probably fuck it up next year. Jim Kelly swore he was going to contend, but he Jim, he Jim Kelly'd it. And, uh, yep, second to, la- second to last place. 
By the way, if you look at my preseason predictions, those are my bottom two, so no big deal was right again. Um, but yeah, finishing in 11th place, Jim Kelly, congrats on improving on your average finish, which is probably somewhere around 12th. Uh, Kramer, number three, I mean, it's been rough for you breaking into this league here. Can't reach innings limits, can't reach playoffs. It's all right, man, next year. Um, but yeah, and then number four there uh, from the bottom, the reigning champ for just four more weeks or so, Michael Bloom, man. I had to break his will that one week. He said, he knew. He knew the fucking storm was coming. He said, I got You know what? I might as well just sell off my assets before Ryan fucking busts my ass and takes me to the woodshed. So I appreciate ending your season. It was fun to do. Uh, let's see what else we got cooking here. All right, as I alluded to earlier, I had some predictions preseason about who would make the playoffs, who wouldn't. I chose the exact order of the standings. Uh, you can go back and take a, an exact look at it if you want. But basically, the only, the only things I really got right would be that Jim Kelly would finish 11th and Pat would finish 12th. Um, I think I only got three playoff teams here that, I, that actually made it. Like I had Matt, Jimmy, myself, Chaz, Lincoln, and Kramer. <clears throat> and either myself or Lincoln isn't going to make it. Kramer definitely didn't. So I got three, possibly four, and I totally underestimated uh, Russ. I had him 10th and then RJ 9th, and both those guys are going to... Well, RJ might not make it, but Russ definitely is. So my bad, guys. I didn't do so great. I was easy to pick the losers, and it's... Tough to pick the champ. I mean, I could have put Chaz at the top if I wanted to be, but it got sometimes you gotta give him that fire, that fuel to to make his team better. Plus, he had Pete Alonzo, the fucking polar bear, going off. So it's 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 hard to stop a man like that. Like I said earlier, this has been a long season and we're winding down. But we're also gearing up for the playoffs. There's some some things we might have forgotten about, mostly trades that maybe went under the radar, or you know, with revisionist history, we can look back and see there's a clear winner. Uh, I highlighted a few here in my notes. <clears throat> One I think that definitely helped shape this league a lot started. I don't even know when it was. It was at the very beginning of the year. It might have been before we even played a game. It's when Matt acquired Devers and Robles or Robles, whatever for a 2-9, and I bet I bet Pat wishes he had Rafael Devers now. I mean, that guy has been an absolute savage this week. Um, another trade I think was, at the time, somewhat criticized, even by myself, actually, uh, when Lincoln acquired Kettle Marte and Garrett Cole for Whit Merrifield. I remember Chaz said something that, like, Kettle is 90% of Whit, and I laughed him out the fucking building, but that's why the dude's on the top of the standings, because he's right. I mean, Cole would later on be shipped off for, for Vlad. I think it was Cole in hand for Vlad and a nine. So if Lincoln doesn't make the playoffs, that's going to end up probably working out better for him in the future anyways, getting Vlad, Vlad Guerrero for a couple more years. But uh, <laughs> when I was scrolling through the Facebook page, I found it kind of funny. Uh, on April 13th, so not too, uh, not too deep into the season here, Russ was talking about trading Bellinger. And man... How catastrophic of a mistake that would have been. Because that guy, 
fucking Bellinger has been unbelievable, man. Bellinger and Yelich, like, obviously they're good and have potential, but... And Pete Alonso, too, who I mentioned earlier. Those guys, man, those are, those are actual team changers when they produce. Um, it's almost like if you have Jose Ramirez and he's just absolutely atrocious, but then he turned it around and he broke his hand, whatever. So, what else happened this year? Well, I buried Todd Frazier on Twitter. No big deal. He's going to be getting a copy of this episode as well as the shirts, which I will make available for purchase if you want. If you have a wedding coming up in the fall, Pat, you'll probably get some merchandise, um, probably get a poster, probably get, yeah, you know, I can't tell you exactly what's in the wedding package, but you'll be getting a little sum-sum. Let's see, a big trade that happened, which uh, got vetoed and then redone, reworked, was when Russ acquired Arenado, Kimbrell, and Corbin for, who did he give He basically just gave up Giolito, but he gave up a one, two, three, got back a four, but man, I don't know. Giolito's been pretty unreal. Jim's probably going to fuck around with that one, two, three. But Kimbrel and Corbin are now on my team, so they obviously ended up in another trade. So I don't know how to judge that, really. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Arenado. And Russ's team is crushing, and, well, Jim's isn't. So I'd say Russ was the winner there. At one point, man, I was really, <clears throat> I was really, pardon me, I was really frustrated with Blake Snell. Uh, I mean, I kind of figured he'd get, get back to his old ways was one year ways from last year but i ended up packaging him up with uh max kepler the fucking savage lefty from minnesota he is he's honestly really underrated and then him and zach plesak uh were on the move and i got kimbrell corbin and jordan alvarez and honestly i mean i know snell went down so it probably looks like i won this it was a pretty even trade for us at the time corbin's been unbelievable kimbrell's been meh and Jordan Alvarez, man, well, it allowed me to move Eloy later, which I think I, yeah, I think I got an eight in Zach Gallon for him, but I like that for myself because Jordan Alvarez is a fucking savage. If y'all don't know about him, look him up. And I'm talking to you, like bottom three teams, man. So as far as trades are concerned, there was obviously I don't think there was as many this year as there has been in the entirety of the league. This might have been one of the more quiet years. There was a couple blockbusters. A lot of them, I think, were provided pretty late in the year. Uh, a lot of them included Dave Lincoln. I mean, he was moving and grooving, moving picks, moving players. I mean, July 30th, he traded Chapman, Flaherty, and a 2-3-5 for Nola, Kenley, and Felipe Vasquez. Now, Aaron Nola's been pretty solid. Kenley's good. Felipe Vasquez is good, although he has like three or four saves since the All-Star break. Not his fault. But Jack Flaherty has been a man on fire since Lincoln traded him. Maybe like a start before that. Matt Chapman's pretty solid. And uh, Kramer got a 2-3-5, man. I would say, Kramer, you did a really good job there, maximizing your value for Nola and a couple closers that aren't going to be kept. Um, Lincoln also made another sick deal where he gave up a 1-4-8. Brought in Max Scherzer and uh, Eduardo Escobar. Scherzer is an absolute savage. He got kind of hurt there, which might have hurt your playoff chances. I don't know what you're going to do with him in the offseason. Maybe flip him to somebody that can stack him uh, with another first-round pick and make him a second. That would maximize his value for sure. But um, Eduardo Escobar, man, he's been an, he's been unbelievable, so you'll probably end up keeping him. Another trade that I'm, I'm just pointing out the trades that I think – kind of help shape rosters and 
potential keepers because there was obviously more than this, but I'm not going to talk about a one-for-one -one trade where you trade a, a bullpen arm for a closer. Like, But this one where uh, Matt acquired Charlie Morton, Tony Watson, and Craig Stamen, even though Chaz is a really hard time with people that last names end in E-N. He always puts O-N, like Gallen and Stamen. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good for, for Matt, giving up a four seven nine for the Mort man. He's a savage. And then those are good bullpen arms for your stretch run. Um, my biggest trade, I think, probably everyone agrees, it's when I kind of decided that I got to make a push for this playoffs here, and Gene Segura is not enough at shortstop to do it. It's when I got Bogarts, Araldis Chapman, Nicholas Castellanos, by the way, probably going to keep him. If not, bring your best offers because he's a savage. Um, Caleb Smith and Brandon Woodruff. And they're kind of bleh, but they're all right. I basically, uh, I gave up a 7889. Reese Hoskins. Oh, man. I'm kind of going to miss his fucking walk every every game. Dude never swings the bat, but he walks like a, he walks a lot. And then uh, Segura and Fam, a couple keepers there, but they're pretty much dog shit. Anyway, Xander expires after this year, so I'm all in for this one. I don't know how great of a trade it really was for me, especially if I miss the playoffs. I'm going to feel like Lincoln over here and potentially would hang myself. Um, and another big trade, probably the, the last of the big trades that happened, was when uh, Lincoln got Blake Snell and Josh Bell, Snell and Bell. And that's going to be good for future keeper reasons. But uh, Josh Bell has been unreal, man. Yeah, I know he slumped after the All-Star break, but that dude's been a savage. And all Lincoln really had to give up was uh, Brantley, who's having a career year. You're welcome for, for that. Everyone that's that's succeeding right now, using my people like Muncie and Clevenger and Brantley. So in the offseason, if you guys want to come get my cast-offs, they turn into savages. Okay, my guys are fucking savages in the box. That's what I do. I produce them. I, I, I scout them. They look good. Like, look at Suarez. No one wants the guy. I mean, you know, all he does is going to bat, you know, 40 homers in, 100 RBIs. No one wants the guy. Okay. I got an eye for it, guys. Come get him. But anyways, he gave up Will Smith, Brantley, and Noah Syndergaard. I'm not sure if Thor can be kept. Maybe one more time. I don't know. Chaz has the fucking contracts all fucked up. But either way, that's going to be good for Lincoln, especially if he doesn't make the playoffs. Oh, look here. Looks like I have some mail. All right, so what would any Stir the Podcast be without a little bit of mail time? Um, I mean, we already kind of went over what's at stake this week for the playoffs, for the playoff hunt for a few of us. What's at stake for the first overall seed, which will end up being Chaz, and then some trades and whatnot that went down over the course of the year that helped shape our league and uh, are going to lead us into this offseason, which, I mean... If the season was any indication, you would think the offseason would be relatively quiet. But I have a feeling that this offseason is going to be a little bit wild. But remains to be seen. Um, it's I always tell people to email me, rwalt014 at gmail.com. It's on the Facebook page. No one ever does. I usually only get one guy that does. So thank you for being a co-contributor. Well, not a co-contributor. An actual contributor. Um, co-producer maybe even of the Stir of the Podcast because this email is coming from Matt 
in in parentheses, no longer in Tampa. All right. Same guy, like I said. He says, sup, former champ. Appreciate the respect. Uh, Who's your top five for next year? Has Yelly passed Trout? Do Do Acuna and Belly break in? Has Mookie fallen out? All right, well, I don't really like to give away free information uh, from from my scouting department. But if I were to draft today for next year, it's tough to take Trout out of that one spot. I mean, dude has a shit team around him and still is always up there because he's an absolute monster. So I'm going to go with Trout, number one. Top top uh, two, three, I think you could flip-flop. Um, honestly, the top five, you could really sort anyway, but I think it has to be Trout, then Yelich, then Bellinger, then Acuna, because, I mean, from the leadoff spot, that dude is just, he's stealing bases, he's hitting bombs, he's driving people in, like, he's, he's kind of a monster, and then out of respect for Mookie, even though he's not having the greatest year of all time, I'm gonna keep him in the top five there, and that's just hitters, I mean, I don't think I would take a pitcher up that early, but um, definitely a little bit later on, I would. Looks like I got a, oh, I got three emails from uh, someone named Matt. So this one says, hey, Ryan, from the list below, which 2019 breakout is the most legit? Who's most likely to end up on the waiver wire in 2020? Again, I'll give out some free scouting information, although this one's fairly obvious because his list is Kettle Marte, Josh Bell, Rafael Devers, Max Kepler, and Jorge Soler. I mean, the most likely to end up on waivers to answer that one first, got to be Kepler or Solaire. I mean, it'll probably end up being Solaire. I mean, he's just a fucking all-power guy. I mean, I guess Kepler is too, but yeah, I don't know. It's between one of those two. They both are pretty fringy anyways. But um, as far as the most legit, if you take into account age and pedigree, I mean, it has to be Devers because he's the youngest of Kettle and Bell kettlebell <laughs> and uh i mean he's he's providing the red sox with everything offensively that they need they just suck pitching so yeah gotta go with devers there and then bell and then Marte. i'm not a huge Marte believer um but definitely josh bell i've been on him since 2017 finally hopped off the bandwagon and apparently that fucker's taken off so let's get to your last email here then i'm gonna close this out Hi, friend. Thoughts on the VMAs last night? <laughs> All right, dude. I'm not actually, I'm not even going to read the rest of this. I probably should have pre-screened these. Don't watch, I didn't watch the VMAs. I don't even know what I'm totally shipping that relationship means as far as Camilla and Sean. But Matt from Upstate, appreciate you reaching out and, and throwing some shit on here. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure when the next one of these bad boys will come out. Chaz kind of stole my thunder earlier with his, his write-up. So I wrote this stuff last night that I was going to do. But just finally got around to it today. Uh, so that's going to do it for me today. Uh, I guess fucking best of luck to Lincoln, to Goddard, to RJ. Uh, I'm not going to need any luck, but I think your fucking squads will. Um, look forward to seeing you guys in the playoffs. I'm definitely going to be there. Don't make any mistake thinking otherwise. But until then, fuck y'all very kindly. Take care.